It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. Today on the show, we're continuing our series, Off the Road, speaking with musicians, sharing their experiences during the pandemic and other crises. You can hear hours of interviews, including many exclusive musical performances, at hawaiipublicradio.org. Just look for the Off the Road banner on the front page. We're welcoming back guitarist John Schofield, who, aside from streaming events, has been off the road due to the pandemic and has a new album of material recorded last year, Swallow Tales. It celebrates the music of his friend and mentor Steve Swallow, who he first met 48 years ago while at Berklee College of Music in Boston. And John joins us now. John, aloha and mahalo, my brother. Nice to have you back with us. Thank you, Dave. Mahalo and uh, aloha to you, too. With all that's been happening, where are you first? And is this where you've been since the crisis started? I'm right where I've been since uh, lockdown started. I'm uh, an hour north of New York City in Westchester County at home and uh, haven't really strayed. I mean, I think I went into Manhattan once to pick up a guitar at at a repair shop. And that's it, pretty much, you know. And I've seen on Facebook you're lucky to have your wife cooking up some fine-looking meals. But when it comes to actually getting the food? Well, I'm lucky that my wife is an incredible chef. (laughs) And uh, I've been eating great. But, you know, we've been going to the grocery store with masks and gloves on and uh, just being real careful. Uh, No question. And uh, well, take us back to that first moment that you can recall the pandemic got on your radar or that it occurred to you, John, that something big was going on. You know, I was actually in northern Italy, beginning of March, end of February. I was on tour. I was doing a solo tour of Europe, and they were starting to talk about it. I was flying to different gigs. They were talking about this thing that was in China and that was, you know, coming, maybe. And we would see people in the airports, the Asian people were masking, you know. And I kept thinking, well, maybe I should get a mask. And I played a gig, I think it was February 10th, like right outside Milano, where they were hit really hard, one of the first countries in Europe. And then I came home, and through February, people started to talk about it on the news. And then my next gig was we were supposed to go play in Russia on something like March 10th. Nobody wanted to go in the band. Everybody was saying, no, we can't do this. And the people in Russia were saying, oh, come on, you got to come. But um, that was right when the international travel ban was started. But who would have thought it would progress like this? Uh, this is terrible. No question. And on the note of gigs, other than that Russia gig, John, were there other gigs that got blown uh, out? Yeah, I was booked for the whole year. It was going to be a great year. Um, first, I was going to do a bunch of gigs just in duo with Dave Holland, like the New Orleans Jazz Festival and a bunch of the springtime festival gigs we had lined up. And then for the month of May, I was I was going on tour with this record, uh, uh, Swallowtails, the one that you just spoke about. We were going to Europe for three weeks. We got to play a week at the Blue Note. I was working, just going to be working steady. And then it all happened. And, and so everything through the summer has been canceled. And we'll see about the fall, but I have a feeling that's going to go down too. No, I was booked. I'm a road dog. You know, I, I spend half the year on the road and have since 1975. What do you think the conditions would have to be to make it safe both for the audience well, and yourself? You know, now, I think that um, as far as this fall, that nobody, no, the promoters don't want to cancel until the last minute. They're just hoping. This is a European tour. And um, a couple of the dates have already said, no, we're not going to do it. But I think they're going to wait till the last minute. And 
I don't know if we're going to want to go because, um, you know, at this point, they don't want Americans coming to Europe. They're ahead of us as far as opening up again. But it's going to have to be um, social distancing and the venues are going to have to have a lot, unfortunately, sell a lot less tickets. So that's going to change everything financially and make it harder uh, to pull this stuff off. Then there's, you know, travel for us, hotels. What's that about? You know, just staying in different hotels and the sanitary issues there, you know, the hygiene and, and you know, the safety there. So it's unknown. I don't know. <laughs> just the thought of going to the airport. And then yeah, the worst thing is the being on a plane. Yeah, that's the worst aspect. And we already said that we we're only going to do the tour if we could do it on a tour bus. Um, so we didn't have to fly to all the dates. You mentioned the New Orleans Jazz Festival before we turn to the record. There's uh, from the health and economic crisis to obviously the loss of some important musicians. I think Ellis Marsalis, when you mentioned that, Manu yeah. Dibango comes to mind, of course. And there have been others, actors, and now there's That's other crises sad. like Black Lives Matter, the police protests. Can you share mm-hmm. how else you've been personally touched by this? Well, Black Lives Matter is a big thing for all of us. And uh, um, just first of all, I support it completely and... and uh, um, you know, racism is something we as Americans, if we really think about it, we know that it's a racist world, you know, and it's just the way it is. And, and America has been cursed with that because of our history. So I, th- I see this as a real chance to, um, to improve. And I'm glad so many people have partaken in the Black Lives Matter movement. And, um, yeah, you know, just across the board and, uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's about time. And had you ever gotten to know or meet Ellis or Manu Dibango? I, I met both of them, both lovely people. As a matter of fact, you know, I did a when I when my first big time gig was with the Billy Cobham George Duke band in 1975 and six and 76. We did a workshop for Ellis in New Orleans, and Branford Marcellus came, but. Uh, Winton was too young to come. That's how long ago it was. And, you know, I met him a little bit since then. I met him Dubango, met him in France at some festivals. Really nice person. And that's great. So you did it you and the band, you and, and George Duke and the gang went over there. And Cobham and Alfonso Johnson on bass. Um, yeah, we went to Ellis's school, who, who was teaching at this high school for the performing arts in New Orleans. It's one of the first of its kind. Yeah, and that was what Ellis's big thing was as teacher. Yeah, as an educator. Yeah, we just came in and played for the kids, you know. It was a small group of young guys who were um, into jazz. It's a great dovetail into this career because, uh, as I set it up when introducing you, one of the neat things about the record, uh, again, it's John Schofield talking about Swallow Tales. It celebrates the music of a friendship and with a mentor, Steve Swallow, that goes back almost a half century, 48 mm. years. You guys meet uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston, so take us all the way back to becoming buds there, the corner of Mass Ave and Boylston Street, and yeah. how it came together. Wow. Yeah, I was just, my second year there, Gary Burton came to teach. I was a big Gary Burton fan, and I roomed with a really good drummer and bass player. We, we had a little student apartment 
and Gary came, and I didn't have him as a teacher or anything, but the one of my roommates was really good already, you know? The rest of us were just trying to get it together, but this drummer was really good, and, and Gary heard him, and the drummer invited Gary over for a jam session, and Gary came. And Gary, I guess, liked us uh, enough to start coming over to our little place because he would wait for traffic to subside before he drove home. Uh, you know, he didn't want to face rush hour. So we hung out with Gary Burton. It was fantastic. And I was a huge fan, and I had heard his band with the great Steve Swallow on bass. And Steve was on all these records that I had and everything. And then Gary got Steve to come and teach at Berkeley. So it was right about the time that I dropped out of school technically and was just playing gigs around Boston and Steve came in there to teach. We met and uh, played with him one day and Steve uh, was nice enough to say, okay, uh, maybe I'll jam with you some. Steve was, you know, 11 years older than me and already established and he showed me the ropes. He was one of the pros, uh, really one of the very, him and Gary were the first real jazz greats that I met. And Steve's tunes were already being circulated around Berkeley and had been recorded by all kinds of great jazz musicians already. So that's when I started to play his compositions, and that's when I started to play with Steve, and I've been playing with Steve on and off since the, that time. What a trip. It's the great John Schofield, and you can look for Swallow Tales, latest record. It celebrates the music of his friend and mentor, Steve Swallow. And it's been a thrill to have you back on the show with us as part of our uh, Off the Road series and wishing you a lot of, first and foremost, good health, but also a lot of success uh, trying to get things together again. Thank you so much, Dave. And everybody stay healthy. And uh, yeah, it was great, Dave. It's always great to talk to you. And, and uh I hope we get to do it again. Well, we'll stay in touch. And when, when uh, ever you have new stuff coming out, do a Skype or Zoom thing, you, you know, the door's open. Oh, that's great to know, man. I'll keep that in mind, Dave. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.